Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Chances are there's someone at your church you think isn't doing that great of a job. It might be the pastor and his preaching, or the worship leader, or some other ministry leader, or maybe just various people in the church who rub you the wrong way. What should you do about that? And sometimes we grumble when people hurt us. Other times we grumble when people do a poor job in ministry. They're just not very good at what they do. They're not skilled at it. Or they're unfaithful. They, 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 you can't count on them. They, they won't show up. They're there half the time, the other time they forget. Or, or, or they don't, just don't take it seriously. They're doing shoddy work. What would a peacemaker do in a situation like that? Well, again, back to those ingredients in, in chapter three or chapter four, verse seventeen. Chapter three, verse seventeen. Be full of mercy. Full of mercy in the way that you assess the person. Cut them some slack. Consider this. Maybe he's underperforming because you have failed to properly motivate and encourage and inspire his heart. So instead of criticizing, maybe you need to find a way to motivate and encourage him and help him improve. Fix him. You say, well, what if I'm not in a position to do that? I'm not even, I'm not in that. If you're not in a position to do that, what business do you have assessing the person at all? Why are you judging? Uh, James 4.12, there's only one lawgiver and one judge, the one who's able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Why are you assessing the work of another man's servant? Focus on your own performance in ministry. Sometimes the people who are the most critical of, of people's ministries are the folks who aren't even doing anything. They think their calling is to just sit back and take pot shots at the people who are actually doing the work. It's armchair quarterbacks, they're always so sure they know better than the real quarterbacks. But if they'd ever get off their duff and start sharing in the work, they'd find out it's not as easy as it looks. And it can work the other way as well. You're working so hard. Maybe you are working hard. You're working really hard. You're doing the work of five people in this church, and you're doing so much, you start grumbling against everyone who's not doing anything. They're not working as hard. Or you grumble against people who aren't as far along as you are in the Christian walk. And, and, and this is something where we have to really be careful at Agape. I think this church, Agape Bible Church, needs to be alert to this because, and here's why. It's because of our high commitment to Scripture. See, I think a huge strength that this church has, that all of you have, discernment. This is a discerning church. This is a church that loves the truth, has a high, high regard for the truth of God's Word. Amen? And that's us. And, 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 and in a day when so many churches refuse to use discernment. You know, so many churches, they'll, they'll never point to a doctrine and say, that's false. They won't do it. They'll latch on to every new ministry fad that comes along without any discernment at all, biblical or unbiblical. They just say, oh, it's popular, let's do it. Let's, let's read this book, it's popular. And they sing songs in their worship and say things that aren't even true in the song because they have no discernment. So little discernment in our day in so many churches. And so at Agape, we've been very, very careful to be a discerning church. And that's great. That's wonderful. But there's a big, big danger that goes along with that. Because of this, 
the more discerning a church is, the easier it is for that church to become critical, judgmental, and discouraging. See, you, you can develop a culture of criticism when you're a discerning church. A culture of criticism where everyone's picking at each other. Everyone's pointing out mistakes and flaws. That's wrong, that's wrong. Oop, there's a mistake. That's wrong. Oop, oop, oop. And, there, and, and, and um, it's, it's discouraging instead of encouraging. It's, it's a culture of criticism. Um, because once you start doing that, then, there, then will come the grumbling and the complaining and the criticizing. And it's all in the name of discernment. So, so it doesn't even seem wrong. I'm just being discerning. That was wrong. What he did, it's unbiblical. What he did. It's... When someone fails in ministry, when somebody has a wrong doctrine, somebody when there's something that needs to be corrected, we need to be discerning. But let's be discerning, but let's do it with a culture of encouragement instead of a culture of criticism. When someone fails in ministry or makes a mistake or does something poorly, be discerning, but... but but find a way to encourage and uplift and edify and inspire their heart to improve. Very soon, the elders are going to be sharing with you four, the four big goals that we've developed for this church where we think that in the next three to five years, this is where the Lord would have us go. Some four big goals that I think if we reach them, this is, the church is going to be transformed. It's going to be amazing. And we're very, very excited about those. I'll just let a little bit of the cat out of the bag right now. I'll tell you one of them is to make a shift from a culture of criticism towards a culture of encouragement. We want to become a warm church with a culture of encouragement where we inspire each other. Have you fallen into the habit of critiquing people at church? That's fine if there are people who are under your authority and it's your job to supervise them. But if not, ask yourself, why do I do that? Search your own heart and see if you can figure out what's driving your desire to critique others. Maybe your answer is, I just care about the church. I just want to see things done well. Well, great. That's, that's a good thing. But another question to ask yourself is whether that person might be falling short because of a lack of encouragement. Could it be God opened your eyes to their shortcomings because he wants you to be the one to encourage that person? And if not, what if you just encourage them anyway? I mean, it couldn't hurt, right? Why not send them a note today? Don't mention anything they're doing wrong. Just work your hardest to make sure they're encouraged. Let's pray. Father, make me a person who encourages those around me daily, as long as it's called today, so that no one in my circle will ever become hardened by sin's deceitfulness, but will hold firmly till the end. Show me creative ways that I might spur them on to love and good deeds on all the more as the day approaches. Since I have a great high priest over the house of God, enable me to draw near to you with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. And help me to draw others around me into that same fellowship with you, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess because you who promised are faithful. 
Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.